I was in a abusive relationship and I was going to can I say it? Yeah. I was going to kill him. Mm. Um I had everything planned out. I knew where my kids were going. I was ready to um take somebody's life. That is the voice of my friend Shira Hicks. Hi, I'm Tracy Tiernan, and I'm so glad that you're joining me for this podcast. This is your day brighter. Now, how do we go from a, a desperate situation like that that Shira was in to something that will brighten your day, right? It's your day brighter. Well, trust me, this conversation will inspire you, encourage you, maybe even help to set you free from some of the things that have been holding you back. God is always working to help us grow, um, helping to transform us and change us. And Shira has an incredible story of how God has been moving and working in her life. And I can't wait for you to meet really one of the most inspiring people I know. And her name is Shira Hicks. You're going to be so encouraged by this conversation. So welcome, friends. I hope you'll share it with someone. I hope you'll subscribe. And I hope you'll leave a review as well, because that helps other people find the Your Day Brighter podcast. So uh, here's our conversation. This is me talking to my friend, Shira Hicks. There's so much that I want people to to know about you, but just to get to know you a little bit, mm. tell me a little bit about where you're from, um, about your family, okay. and and tell me a little bit about what you do right now, uh, where you're employed and what you do. Okay. Um, well, my name is Shara. I have four children, um, two boys and two girls, wow. and um, I work at Hunt's Honey, and I work part-time at the well also. Um, and I'm, I'm currently getting my GED. Wow. Um, I have two more tests to take before uh, I get my high school diploma. Congratulations. I'm, I'm excited. Thanks. That's amazing. So um, working at the well. Now, so the well is a, a, a very special place oh, in yeah. Curtis Bay, a wonderful community of love, of women coming together to encourage one another. Yeah. Um, it's a healing community um, where people are safe to share their stories. Maybe we should start there. Can you tell me what brought you to the well? Um, who you were, I guess, before you became a part of this loving community and what that what that journey's been like for you? When I first heard about the well, um, the season of, my, of that part of my life, I was in a, a abusive relationship and I was going to can I say it? Yeah. I was going to kill him. Mm. Um, I had everything planned out. I knew where my kids were going. I was ready to um, take somebody's life. Mm. Mm. Um, and I met a, a neighbor of mine, and she was like, just go down to the well on Pennington. And I'm like, for what? You know? So I walk down the street, and I get in front of the building, and out of all the buildings in Curtis Bay, this building seemed different to me. You could just, I don't understand what it, I didn't understand what it was. Hmm. And when I walked in, um, I met two of the mentees there and I just broke down. I, I immediately told them what, what I was going to do. You told them that you were planning 
to kill this person that had been abusing you. Yes. What did, what did they do? What did they say? They took me into the um, hope chest, which is a, a clothing closet at the well, and they helped me. They rubbed my back, and they told me, everything's going to work out fine. You're safe. They asked me, where were my children? And that's the beginning of... It's just amazing. I had this, this picture of you walking in there so distraught and determined that what you were what you were going to do, you'd had enough. I had enough. Nobody could tell me anything. You could see it on my face. The hatred was pouring out of my pores. Mm. Shira, I just want to say, first of all, I, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. I'm oh, really sorry you. that anyone would raise their hand to you, that anyone would abuse you. That hurts my heart. And um, I know you've been through a lot. I just don't want to, like, just listen to your story and not let you know. Woman to woman, that. that that's not okay. And that's never okay. Nope. And um, thank God you got out of that. Amen. And thank God you were intercepted by people that could show you a better way of dealing and coping with that pain. Um, so... Where did it go from there? Uh, uh, you, you, you share something like this. They're like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. They're comforting you. They're reassuring mm-hmm. you. What was the next decision you made? Um, I went back the same day. And uh, we got into it again. And um, I sent my kids away. And that week was going to be my week. So I had everything. I still was going to do it after I met it. the woman at the wall. Mm-hmm. I still was going to do it because I could not get away. Mm. And this was the only way to be free. So you were living in terror. Yes. And it's, you know, it was embarrassing. So I, I, did, I was shamed. I was shameful, mm. you know, because I'm like, how could this happen to me? You know? And um, I sent my kids away. And I'll never forget it. Uh, we were upstairs in the room at my home and um, we got into it. And at that moment, I knew that this was, that I was going to take his life. Mm. And I was, I've never been more, at that moment, I thought that this, once I, once I, you know, took his life, that my life was going to be just begin again. It was going to wow. be better. Wow. That's where I was mentally. Mm-hmm. And um, we were fighting. I remember he bust my lip. And then I, have, I, I had a gash or something on the top part of my forehead. And I came outside. And the women that I had met at the well were jumping out the car. Like this four-door Nissan, like a small car. They all was jumping out the car. The police, they had already... They took me seriously. Oh they my saw it. And they came and got me. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So they intercepted. They intercepted. Wow. And they weren't supposed to. That is very dangerous. Yeah, I'm sure. But they did. But they did. And so where did you go from there? Obviously, this, this they, thing didn't happen. Where did you go? They asked me, are you, know, are you ready to leave? Because, you know, a lot of women don't leave yeah. until it's too late or... You know, and I was like, I'm done. And I meant that. And um, I went and stayed with a friend of mine for two weeks. And then um, the well helped me f- 
find another um, place to live. And I was living in that place within two weeks after leaving him. Amazing. With your kids? With my kids. This is an amazing community. Amazing. I never knew anything about Curtis Bay. Mm. And I've, I'm, I've, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland, and I knew nothing about Curtis Bay. Mm. Mm. It was amazing. Sure. what was going through your mind now? Like, now you've got this new group of friends that you just met that are yeah. trying to Well, they help. weren't friends. You didn't know them yet. I didn't know them. What did you think of them? I thought they were crazy. <laughs> I was like, why are these people so happy and why are they helping me? Wow. Why? Like, what's their angle? What they want, you know? Mm. You thought there was some sort of agenda. There was some sort of agenda. I had to do something for this. You know, like, you don't get me wrong. A lot of people will help you out for, you know, just because, you know, they just got a kind heart. But some people want something when they do something for you. Because I did this for you. Now you have to do this for me. Right. Right, and you were expecting it. And I, oh yeah, I was expecting it. I had my guards up. I ready. I was wanting to fight everybody, because when you leave out of that uh, uh, relationship, you are on guard. You are ready to fight anybody who, you know, you got your guards up. So I mean, and then I met Mandy Mimmel, who's the the founder of the Well, mm -hmm. and I was, can I see it? Yes. I was like, this white lady is crazy. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that she is sitting here crying, holding my hand when she had she just met me and genuinely care about me and my children and, and want the best for me mm. and don't want nothing. Oh, there's something wrong in here. I said, it's a cult. Something's wrong. <laughs> something went on. Oh, my goodness, Shira. How, so how did they convince you otherwise? How, how did you come to trust that this was this was love? I can't pinpoint the exact time, but it took a long time. It took almost a year for me to let my guards down. But I knew when I would talk to Mandy about certain things that I never talked to nobody about in my life, and she would cry with me. It was like she went through the, she went through it with me. You know, she was feeling you. she was feeling my pain. Ever have anybody do that before? In my younger years, yeah, but from sixteen on, no. Wow. So you're just out there alone, just trying to figure it out, and having some gross misrepresentation of love yeah. as this person was um, yeah. abusing you. Yeah, because <sighs> I never had a father figure, so I guess I was looking for a father in every man that I met. And you know, you know how that goes. I do. I do. Boy, so many women can relate to that. So many women can relate to that. Yeah. Shira, take me to, I mean, it's just stunning to me where you were and, and who I see before me now. Yeah. Um, this just faith-filled um, woman who has love coming out of your pores <laughs> you said before you had hate coming out of your pores you have yeah. love coming out of your pores now yeah, it's scary right <laughs> <laughs> it's it, scary it's glorious can you tell how did that happen in your life once the guard started to come down a little bit and you started getting connected there at the well um, um how did your life change i would uh depend on man 
And I thought that man wouldn't fail you and that, that, you know, as human beings, we fail, fall short every day. Yeah. But when I start building a relationship with God and I start actually bowing down and surrendering and I was this person who, okay, I don't have to bow down to anybody. I do what I want when I want. I've been on my own for a long time. You can't tell me what to do. This is my life. (laughs) And... You know, it's like, I did this. I, I'm the one who taking care of my kids. I'm the one who's keeping the roof over their head, nobody else. Right. And then when I start hearing about God, and then, you know, I start actually picking up the Bible and reading it and building a relationship with him, mm-hmm. that's when everything starts changing because I, I asked him to take any and everything that was not of him away from me and my kids. Wow. And I, and I was serious. So you you prayed a very bold prayer. You were done with doing things on your own. As you mm-hmm. said, it was all up to you. You were taking care of it. Yeah. Nobody could tell you nothing. And yeah. now you're at a point where you're like, God, you know what? I need you to do it. Yep. Take anything away from me that's not of you. Yep. What did he take away? <sighs> he took away, uh, first he took away uh, hate. It was in me first. It was it started with me. On I the noticed inside. it started with me first. He took away hate, envy, uh, malice, mm. and it, it over time. It, it's like you don't even notice what's going on. It's <laughs> like you just start to realize that the things that you thought mattered and the things that got you upset and got you to be hateful and mean mm. didn't really matter. And you start to realize that it's just not about you. It wasn't about me. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of people out here who are going through far more worse. And when he showed me that, listen, you know what? It started with my heart. I had a heart and heart. I called a heart a cold. Heart cold. I did. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I didn't like anybody. Mm-hmm. I would... Anything you could think of, I probably didn't said it and done it, and I didn't care what, how it made other people feel. As long as I got my point across, as long as I was, you know, okay, or as long as, you know, my kids were fine, I would trample over somebody. I would and not, not blink an eye. But he took a unheart my heart and gave me sympathy for other people's situations. Wow. That's a big transition, isn't he, it? He, yes, he made me stop looking at my situation and made me start looking at other people's situations because when you're so busy or when you're, you're starting to try to help the people around you, your situation doesn't seem so bad. Wow, amazing. He started with my heart. He, he was like, uh-uh, if you're going to roll with me, we're going to have to clean you up, child. <laughs> you know? Yes. And I was willing and I was willing out all the times i've been locked up before where i'm like lord if you get me out of this this time i'm i'm I'm, I'm gonna go to church i'm gonna go right by church and i sure did i rolled right past it never went in it but this time he i was serious because i felt like if i didn't things were going to get really bad Hmm. i really felt like if i didn't surrender in my surrender my children that I can't fathom what would have happened. I don't even want to think about it. Right. You know? So this was, you knew that you'd had a couple of 
opportunities, and this was the one. This was like your chance this right now. This was the one. This was, you know how they say one door closed, another door opens? Not often where, where I'm from. Hmm. You don't get a whole bunch of yeses. You get maybe 25 no's and then that one yes. Wow. And you take it. Shira, can you tell me a little bit about, take me back even even further. Okay. Because I know for someone who's that angry as you described yourself mm-hmm. and, and mean and, and cold-hearted, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that comes from somewhere. You You were hurt. Yeah, I was hurt. And it's funny because some of the stuff could have been avoided. It was my doing. You know, when I had a choice to do right, I did wrong. And karma... You know, it comes back seven mm-hmm. times, seven times, seven, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, um, I was adopted by my aunt. Oh, I mean, she was like just an angel on earth. Really? Yes. And um, she raised me the best way she knew how. And But I wanted to go my way, you know? Like she, you know... Turner Temple Community Church was the church that, you know, we went to on a regular basis growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, we had family over. We had the, the it, it was it was okay, you know, far as spiritually. You mm-hmm. know, she was setting my foundation. She was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't want that foundation. I didn't think I needed one. As I got older, I started to drift away. Mm-hmm. It wasn't her doing, it was mine. Mm. Because of the choices that I made as I, as I got older, you know, as parents, we, we try to raise our kids the best way we know how, but they still going to go their own way, mm-hmm. no matter what we do. It's amazing how you are so um, willing to take responsibility. Like, I mean, you're you're so honest, like sharing about your life. It sounds like you've really, like, grappled with your story that you can say it was me. And you I know did why? It. Because I wasn't for a very long time. Is that right? I was not honest for a very long time. mm and that's just that's just God's honest truth. I wasn't. You are now. I I have to be. I have to be. So Shira, I know um, you you had mentioned that you were locked up. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Woo. Okay. We're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna jump right in. We're okay. just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I uh, stabbed somebody. This is like the fourth time that I was incarcerated but the longest time I stabbed somebody in the face Mm. um and it's hard to talk about no 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 I'm trying to use my words lightly because somebody else is involved okay and I regret it but um back then I was lost and I did I I I um was in jail for like six months Mm. um i got charged with first degree assault and you know in the movies you know jail is like it's this own little world everybody you know the guards keep everybody in order that is not how it is that's not how it is no (laughs) no it is a rude awakening a rude awakening and that time i'll never forget it when i went to court this happened like 2012 and i went to court Right be right before Christmas, because I was on a run. <laughs> like I, I was gone. Tracy, I was gone. Like I was on, doing crazy things, and um, I um was in the bullpen under the jail downtown, 
And I was like, all right, Lord, I know. I said, I know you're not going to leave me in, God. your girl. Come on up. You get me out of here. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm getting my life together. Making all kinds of deals with them, Making right? all kinds of deals. <laughs> Nobody else in the cell with me. The CEOs are not even paying me any attention. They're not talking to me. And in this ear, I heard, he's going to test you. And I answered to it. I said, no, why would, no, uh God look at me like I'm crazy. Like, I heard it clear as day in this ear. Wow. Wow. And then I never even got a chance to go and stand in front of the judge because I was already indicted. They took me right back to the jail. Wow. All that plea, no, I got kids, and I got to be home to take him. The judge saw, take them, the judge saw right through it. Mm. When you came out, you said you were in there for six months? Yeah. Five months and 23 days. Was that a turning point for you? Or was that still part of the journey of the journey to freedom? That was still part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Because... At the time, my mom was sick, and um, she passed while I was locked up. Oh, I'm so sorry. And mm. that guilt alone, when you have somebody who didn't have to adopt you, adopt you, and raise you as their own, and try to do the best they can, and you can't even be there just to hold their hand, you know, when they pass and that alone and my mother I know my mother and my family would tell me she forgave you you know how mommy is um shout out to mama Rachel I miss you I love you um I was mad at my family I was mad at everybody except me for a long time Mm. yeah if you guys would came down to the courthouse and spoke for me if you guys would have helped me when you knew I was going through what I was going through I pointed the finger at everybody except me so this is a major shift in taking responsibility for the things that, you know, you could do something about. Yeah. But there's a fine line there too, Shara. Yeah. How, how, because, because you don't want to be so pointing the finger at you that you live in a place of shame. Mm. You know, tell yeah. me, tell me how your relationship with God helped you get to Mm. this place of self love Mm. you know what i mean because you can't stay in this it was all me and now i hate me Mm. right that god never wants us to stay in that place so tell me how god helped you be um able to to love you Mm. just just talking about maybe you want to start dancing you know (laughs) like i love me some god like yeah he gave his only son that alone Could you imagine? I could imagine giving up my child. Right. You know, Mm. to sacrifice. I can't, I, I, you know, that alone right there showed me that his love is real. Mm. And then I start, and then I start adding it to my day-to-day life. Saying, okay, I can love people. You know, it was just loving people who did stuff for you. Okay. That's uh-huh. what it was for me. Loving people who, if you didn't do nothing, I didn't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't deal with you. Okay. So it's one level. It's one level. Okay. Loving people back that love you. Yep. And then. And then. <laughs> and then. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then it's, it was loving myself first. Loving you first. I had to love me. I did not like the person that I, I, I look, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't like this person. God allowed me to look in the mirror and be like, okay, well, this is what I'm working with. <laughs> and I'm going to love me. 
Yes. And when you start genuinely loving every little detail, because that's, it really matters. Every little detail. It's not about the big stuff. It's the little things. Well, to, I got I got four kids. I know I got stretch marks. But, hey, I ain't got no gray hair. <laughs> you know, you got to pick a choose. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you love the most about you? Um, I mean, there are many of things, but <laughs> yes. I'll just go with one. I um, love, and as uh, there should be. I love I that. I love <laughs> the fact, I can, I love, I don't know. I, I love. I love I love that I love serving people. Mm. I don't, you know, I'm not here to be served anymore. That's not my MO. I want to serve people. Wow. And I know people look at me like, what do you want? Now, the same way I was looking at Mandy when I met her. Now, other people are looking at me like, oh, you want something? <laughs> <laughs> and I know that look because mm. I was there. Right. So that's, I love genuinely just serving people. I love it. I love it. I love it when it's genuine and you don't have to know the person to serve them. You know, open the door or you in the line and you buy, you buy breakfast and you buy the person behind them. You know, it's, yeah. it's 99 cent biscuit. It's, you know what I mean? <laughs> it might be 99 cent. But to them, right? for somebody that they don't know, yes. to look here, this for them. You know, just that. That's what I really do love about myself. I love that about you, too. And I love even that. I just love the smile on your face as you were thinking about it. Yeah. You know, that... Um, that's a a true change from the woman that you described to me just a few years ago. It's yeah. amazing what God has done in your life. The when I was without God, it's like building steps mm-hmm. by yourself. You, I build these steps. These are my steps. I made these, and then you walk up and you fall through. Mm. And then you walk up, it's like 10 steps, and then you walk up the third step, and you don't fall through, so you think you're good. You hit that fourth step, and you fall straight through. Mm. See, but then God come through, right? And he put that foundation under there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Don't get me wrong. You're still going to have little falls. But with God, you're, you know that everything's going to be okay. You know, okay, I'm going through this, but I know that he's greater. He's great greater than anything that I'm going through and I know he got my back like that's why I, God gave me the confidence because I every day I'd be like God I got God on my side nobody can be him <laughs> come on now <laughs> if that don't give you oh oh I know it if that don't give you confidence that you have God on your that side you have God on your side right that's the thing that lifts your head up every day I mean <laughs> even some days when you don't want to you know, right. and that, and it seems, if for me, it's like before God, I thought I was battling things that was going on, but with God, that doesn't mean it ends. That's just mean you you strive harder to fight because you want to honor Him. Because now. you want to, I want to honor Him. He's like my father. Oh. You know, I lost my father. My father was hung down at Central Bookings when I was like one. Oh my gosh! Oh. So I never had a father figure. Like, I'm so excited. Like, and I know in, in the our father's love, like, he, he like, you know how, like, as parents, even though our kids do crazy things, be like, don't do that. If you push that red button, you know, like, right. that bad things would happen. And we be keep, okay, I'm just touch it. And then you push it. He's, why did, why did you push the button? I asked you not to push the button. But he still loves us through yeah. 
everything after we push that red button. He, does. he still holds our hand and say, okay. And he give us free will. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. You know, and, and you used to be the girl that that wanted to push that red button, but you don't want yes, to anymore. Sometimes I still do. <laughs> sometimes I still do, but yeah. it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I just, it just amazed me. It's just awesome. You light up when you talk about him. I love that so much. It's I just, contagious. I love me some Jesus. I, <laughs> I can tell you do, Shira. Um, your life now is so different. Yeah. Um, from from where you were, from from where you've been, um, coming into a beautiful community of people that really do love you. Um, you are now employed yes. at the well. You work for Huns Honey. Tell me about your job there and how you even feel about, you know, what you do every day. Okay. I'm going to give a shout out to all the worker bees at Huns Honey, yes. Angie, Toya, Miss Ern. Um, Jennifer, April, um, Jessica, and my Bobby, and Stacy. Okay, hey, I love you, girls. Hey, um, <laughs> they're awesome ladies. They're awesome. And um, Hunt's Honey is it's like a a bunch of women from all different backgrounds coming together and making beautiful products. Mm. It's like, well, first I'm the bath bomb queen. The bath bomb queen. Yes, the bath bomb queen. <laughs> we have a moon bath bombs and we have lavender bath bombs. Um, and I'm the only one that can really make them. <laughs> Nobody else. It's kind of your specialty. It's it's, it's kind of. Well, everybody can make it, but, you know, kind of. We're just going to say, yeah. But, so, yeah, it, um, Hunt's Honey is, like, Hunt's Honey is, I'm trying to use the right word. It's mm-hmm. like, um. It's not just a job. It's like the second chance. Like literally, it was the second chance. You know, having a felony. Excuse me, having a felony. You know, a lot of people don't want to hire you. You know, when you have felonies, you'll get hired. But when you have a violent felony, first degree assault with a deadly weapon, a lot of people think that you're violent. Mm. You know, because they don't know you. You know. Right. Right. But you know, Hans Honey. When Hans Honey asked me to come on board. I was like, are you sure? Okay. And they trusted me to, you know, make these products. They trust, trust is a big thing. And when you trust somebody who, you know, I I felt like a lot of people didn't really put trust in me, you know, the way, Mm. you know, but when, when I came to the well, Hunts Honey, it's like, they trust you with their babies. Like this is, Hunts Honey is a big Deal. Yes. And you want me to go in there with all this stuff. I've never made stuff in my life before. I never made soap, never made bath bombs, never made lip balm. You want me to go start touching stuff that I, expensive stuff. It is, it is amazing. It's quality products. It's and you're making it products. with your hands. Yes. You know how when you make stuff by hand and you go out to these markets and people actually come back and say, well, I bought this lip balm and I never looked back. Like, do you know how that makes us feel? Mm. The work of bees feel at Hunt's Honey. How does it make you feel? It makes us feel like we have a purpose. It makes us feel connected to the community. It makes us feel like, you know, like we are touching people through the products, mm-hmm. you know. And not to mention all the products, not to do a plug, all the products are 100% natural. Yes. Raw local honey. <laughs> Yes, they're they're wonderful products. Wonderful products. 
Um, and you actually love you love working there. You love what you do. It gives yeah. you a sense of of purpose. Yeah. What are your hopes and dreams now, Shira? Now that you are um, gainfully employed and yes. enjoying what you're doing, what do you yeah. dream about? Just let me know. I'm a tax-paying citizen now, which is really awesome. That is awesome. But um, <laughs> my dreams and my, um, I don't want just the job. I want a career. So I'm getting my high school diploma so I can go to nursing school because I want to work at a um, hospice or nursing home. I, the, the wildest, the most wisdom is at a, like a nursing home, like like just older you know, older people. seasoned people. I don't want to say older, seasoned people. You know, the stories that they can tell and the stuff that you can learn from them alone is making me, giving me, giving me strength to go to school every week and keep passing the GEDs and, you know, yeah. This is, congratulations. This is a huge thing. And you're so close oh, to yeah. getting it, aren't you? You're so I'm close. I'm so close. I'm so close. I can, I can feel the paper in my hand. <laughs> What do you want your kids to know about your journey? For, first of all, let me let me back up. You have four? Yes. And what are their ages? Ooh, okay. 15, 13, 9, and 5. Wow. Wow. What are their names? Shania, Shamal, Antonio, and Lily. Oh, precious names. I love yes. them. What do you want them to know about your story and um, what's the wisdom that you have to impart to your kids? What's the most important thing for them to know moving forward in their lives? The most important thing I want my children to know. I love you guys. Can I shove them out? Yes. Please. Hey, Shania, I love you. Hey, Shamal. My son is 13 and he's six feet. Really? Yes. I love you, Sonny. <laughs> hey, Duda, Antonio. And hey, Lily. My mini me, I love you, my I love you. Okay, so I want them to know that everything I do is for them. Everything, every idea or every situation that I get in, the first thing I think about is how is this going to affect my children. Wow, and I and I want them to know that I've I tried my best to be as transparent to be the best mother I can be and I tell my kids all the time we I'm not going to be perfect I you know there's no handbook on being a mother I said but you know what we going to go through things together we going to we going to win together we going to lose together but the best part about that is we going to work be together mm. I want my kids to know that you know um I'm not just beauty you know I'm not just beautiful you know, it's like, don't joke it. I want them. To... <laughs> and I'm like, well, you are beautiful. Yeah. Hey, it's you're not trying just to make... what's on the outside. You're trying to make a joke. <laughs> Even though it's good on the outside. It is good on I the outside. I want them to know that if they lay it all on an altar for God, even though things might, might not be exactly the way they wanted to, or they might struggle. But if they lay it all at his feet, everything will work out fine. Mm. If they surrender, yeah, everything will work out fine. Mm. The best thing I can leave for them is, I, I tell my daughter this all the time. I I I 
I didn't already did everything wrong. I didn't already, you know, I already checked off all the wrong stuff to do. So been there, done that. Been there, done that. <laughs> so now you good from here. I'm what not to do. Right. You didn't already done it. I didn't already done it for you. Mm. But I just want them to know that with God, all things are possible, you know. Mm. And they'll never let nobody tell you you can't do something. I don't care how old you are. You can do it. And faith without work is nothing. You have to do your part. You have to. Mm. Do you have a vision for um, even in addition to what you're doing right now at, at Hunts Honey? What, what, yeah. Oh, you, yes. just, you just lit up. Okay. Tell me. Okay. Let me, let okay, me hear here it. Here we go. I just saw your face. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the Hunts Honey has a building that was given to them. And it's a... a I don't know how many floors it has, but I know that one day the bottom floor of that building is going to be the storefront for Hun's Honey, right? Yes. And then on the second floor, that's going to be my little office. We got to put an office in there for me. (laughs) But the second floor, I would love to have like a podcast for Hun's Honey where we inspire women, where we give women hope, where we interview people of the community where we interview congressmen and you know people like that you are invested in the community aren't you yes that's really yes. close to your heart yes there is a revival going on out in curtis bay come on now people don't people don't know about that people don't know about that i knew nothing about curtis bay first there's a revival going on there are people out here that really you know how people say well you know you don't want to work they don't know how they don't know how and you want to help them. And I want to help them. You know, I want to, they, they've been, the forgot, they feel like they are forgotten, like people don't care. People don't have any hope out Curtis Bay because when the last time a congressman came out there, when the last time somebody came and asked them, hey, how are you doing? That doesn't happen? That does not happen. I want Hunt's Honey to be justice for the forgotten. I want them to just be there like i just i think that that park whatever it's called the podcast or you know youtube where you know it'll put hunts honey on the map it'll put the well on hunts on the map but also it'll put curtis bay on the map there are a lot of good families out curtis bay working hard families Mm -hmm. who want better for the community want better for their children but when you're only working with a certain amount right you know when a lot of people don't know about curtis bay wow and curtis bay um, you know, a, a part of Baltimore um, is is another integral part of our city, like you said, with hardworking people yeah. that are trying their best to make it yeah. and um, and deserve a chance, deserve yes. help, deserve yeah. to be seen. And there's lots of people that are trying to do great things in Baltimore. I yeah. I just love how connected you are to your community. You are, you're, you're, I'm excited to see what is going to, what God's going to do through you, Shira. I really am. And a lot of people, a lot of people, Curtis Bay does not want handouts. Give us a hand up. Mm. Opportunities. Opportunities. Yeah. We're not asking you, you know, don't give us what you think we need. Ask us. (laughs) Don't just drop it off and leave. You want relationships. Relationships. Because mm-hmm. that's when, when you start building a relationship. Like, I start building a relationship with the women of the well and Mandy Memo. See how that changes everything? Yeah. Just by somebody saying, I love you and we're going to go through this together. Simple words. 
Nothing, nothing, no big words, no, you know, extra syllables. Just, I'm going to help you go through this. And I love you mm-hmm. and genuinely mean it and hold your hand. <laughs> that changes everything. Wow. You know, and that's when a lot, that's when that innuendo can open for us, understanding God's love for you. Yes. Because the people are showing you just a small amount by being just being there when you need them the most. Mm. Mm. I just love Jesus. I know you do. <laughs> I, I know he's crazy about you. And I want to give a shout out to Miss Elaine Little, <laughs> who's sitting over there beside me, recording me. I love you. You are amazing. You are an amazing friend. And I would have never thought I'd be sitting in the radio station. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Tracy! <laughs> 95.1 shine. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you. I love you, Missy Lane. You are like, I love you. She's beautiful. Really beautiful. Yes, yeah, she is. Genuine and real. And we are, and you can detect that. I know yeah. you can, Shira. You you're like, you don't have you don't have patience at this point for people who are gonna pretend to love one another. Because now you've tasted the real thing. And, oh yeah. And you're all about giving out the real thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a shark in the water. I don't know if I can use that, you, that, but that's just only way I could just that's pop in my head. Once they get that smell of that blood, I don't think I should use that. But it, I mean, I just, yeah, I ain't got time. Life waits for nobody. Is even now or never because you might not get this chance again. How many places in Baltimore that does not have the well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, where would you like to be? In let's say ten years. Okay, I'm thirty-four now, so I'll be forty-four, still looking thirty-four. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, I would want to be sitting in a little cozy house that I brought. That is me and my children. In your house. In my home. My house. Um, Beautiful. I. I Want to be? I want to have on um, what's those things? Nurses wear. What is those? Oh, like scrubs. Scrubs because I'm gonna be working in some type of nursing field. Okay. Um, I'm going to have my high school diploma, and I'm going to be having, um, maybe one grandchild. <laughs> and I, I will, I would love to have in ten years because I think that you have to teach yourself to teach others. I would love to do a Bible study, at least once a week for the community. Mm. In ten years at at my house and like a little like my little living room or something like that, you know. And it's not even about Bible Bible study. I think it's just friendship. Yes, just friendship. Yeah, you know. And also, I would love to have um, a van that allows older people to get to the markets because there's not a lot of markets where we are, and a lot of older older seasoned people can't get to the markets because there's no bus line to take them there. Ah. So that's in ten years. I would love to have that going. So then they don't they don't have access to fresh food, fresh to foods, good food, and that's when diabetes and things come in place because you only have corner stores, right? You know, I know we're going off track, but yeah, no, I would love that's to so have, you're talking about you know food insecurity yeah, and how I would love to, you know, everybody struggle, and I'm cool because I know that you know everything's going to be okay. But I would love to be financially okay where I don't have to worry about how like okay how I'm gonna get this week worth of 
food for all five of us. I'm going to pay the gas and electric. I would love to be financially, I'm not going to stable, not say stable, but I would love to be financially okay. Okay. How about financially thriving? How financially thriving. I love that. You like that? Thank you, Tracy. Because thriving is a good word for yeah. you. I just I just see a young woman um, in front of me who is just overflowing with, with wisdom and energy. And mm-hmm. you care about important things that matter to God. You care about other people. You're fired up. Um, you're fired up to, to be a blessing to people. You, you are um, actively seeking out ways to serve other people. You, I mean, you're thriving, Shira. It's nothing but the grace of God. When I wake up, I always say, um, um, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. You know, and I always have that main line open with him all day because if I don't, that's when you start, you know. That's but right. I have to have a conversation with him all day. Yes. Because you got to take a day at a time. Never ending. A this never ending ne- conversation. This battle is never ending. That's right. And that's why he says you got to have the whole armor God on that's because right. it starts here. Mm-hmm. It starts here and then here. You know, Shira's pointing to her mind. Oh, sorry. Thoughts. I did that like you guys can see it. Like (laughs) I'm here and here. (laughs) But I'm tracking with you. Yeah, the battles in our mind um, and in our heart, the things that we think. And I'm cheering you on. I am your friend. I'm a sister. I'm a fan. And I love, love, love seeing just God's love just pouring through you. Oh, I'm a fan of yours and I'm a sister. Amen. Yes. Two of them. Yes. Sister and then sister in Christ. Yeah. And I just just thank you for this opportunity. I don't I've never been to a radio station and this is amazing. This I this <laughs> this atmosphere is like loving and welcoming and open and it's safe and it's comfortable. And I just want to say I really appreciate it. If you had let me put it to you this way. Okay. If you have a life philosophy, mm-hmm. a motto something mm-hmm. that is uniquely Shira that you just want to share with the world. I'd rather people not like me for telling the truth than to like me when I'm lying. Beautiful. So that's it. You're going to be a truth teller. If you ask me something, I'm going to tell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, with grace and mercy, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say to anybody right now who's where you were a few years ago? What would you say to that uh, young woman who's really struggling right now? I would tell them, I know it seems dark. I know it seems like nobody sees you. I know it seems like you can't get away. I know it seems like there's no end. But please, if you just ask God to give you the strength, or if you just find a counselor or somebody, it's a, you, you, you are beautiful. You are better than the situation that you are in and you can get out. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. And then when your kids see you in that situation, it trickles down to them. Please, you can get out of it. You don't have to stay. You deserve better. Mm-hmm. He don't deserve you. God deserves you and God wants you. And I love you. And I wonder if I can, can I give my email out? Yes. Um. If anybody is going through anything that I've I've been through as far as abuse and anything, please, you can email me at sherahicks550.com if you just want to talk, if you just need a listening ear, or you just need a plan. I will come get you. That's how serious I am. <laughs> I know you are. 
and I love you, and it's okay. God loves you, and you have a better plan for you. You know, you deserve better. You can get out. There is other options. This don't have to be your life. Look in the mirror and tell yourself enough is enough. Shara Hex, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate everything. You are amazing. I love you. I love you, too. Your Day Brighter is produced by Brighter Media Group, Tracy Tiernan, and John Lawhon. Editing by Julie Gilligan. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave a review and tell us what you think of the podcast. And make sure you share it with someone who needs encouragement today. Thanks so much for listening. And tell somebody your story today. Or better yet, ask to hear their story. 